Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. I'm so excited today to have Alyssa Goodman on who you may know from her various ways of showing up in the world, how she helps us through food and all kinds of things. How she relates to us, we were just talking before, actually overlaps in a lot of different ways. Mainly, I think from the biggest standpoint is overcoming your mental struggle through strife that you may have in life. So welcome, Alyssa. Thanks for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, the big over things that you had to overcome in your life and how that affected where you are today, first of all. Yeah, it was a little, it was a rough life um, in regards to health and wellness and emotional well-being. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people could say that, but I, when I came into the world, I had a low white blood cell count. So just in a nutshell that no one knew in those days, cause I'm 61 today, what to do with immune system balance or boost it. So I was constantly getting sick as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult. Um, and I was labeled a sick kid. So that didn't do great things for my emotional well-being because I was always playing catch up and overcompensating and going for the wrong foods because I needed my energy, you know, caffeine and sugar, and then also going for comfort foods because I felt so crappy, you know? Um, so that it was rough. And then it all culminated at 32 when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and it was an early stage of cancer, but interestingly, just, I always felt crappy. So I don't even know if I would have known I had cancer, but I was getting Mm -hmm. a massage and it was crazy. I was sitting upright and the woman was massaging my neck and collarbone and felt a lymph node on my collarbone. And she's like, that shouldn't be there. But I would never have, you know, known it because I yeah. just always felt crappy. And I ended up, you know, getting diagnosed. And to your point of the emotional component, I saw three doctors, two were chemo, radiation, freeze your eggs, you know, because I hadn't had kids yet. Um, do you have a donor? I mean, took me down a road that was terrifying at 32. And what was that time frame from like your diagnosis to let's have these conversations oh. really quick before we start anything? What, what was mean, that time was, frame? It was a, a month into diagnosis. It okay. was fast. Mm-hmm. And then this third doctor that a friend of mine introduced me and I didn't want to go to another doctor, but I ended up going begrudgingly and he sat me down and he said to me, can you tell me about your life? Has it been stressful? Are you happy? Do you love what you do? Do you love your relationship? Do you love yourself? And I was like, oh my God. I sat there and was like, no one has ever asked me those questions. I don't even know if I've asked myself those questions. And this was an MD who was asking you this? This was an MD. Wow. That's pretty impressive. An oncologist MD at St. John's in Santa Monica. And I will be forever grateful because I burst into tears, you know, probably cried for hours and days after that. But that's when I started to, you know, get back on the road of like, I got to really think about me and taking care of myself and, you know, really doing what makes me happy and 
calming down my central nervous system and all my, you know, anxiety and, um, you know, always overachieving and just pushing myself to the limit and making myself sick, you know, and it was, it was really fascinating. I went into therapy and started reading all the self-help books. And, um, I, you know, ever since then, I've been doing that work hardcore and, I ended up having two kids after my diagnosis. I did not do chemo. I only did radiation. In a nutshell, my, my oncologist did fire me and said, you'll have to figure out what to do on your own because I didn't do his protocol, which was so wild, <laughs> but I did. And I did half the radiation they recommended, but because I did the radiation, I got hyperthyroidism. Then I got Hashimoto's. I got celiac. I ended up getting all kinds of health issues after that, but um, I had two girls. They're now today, 27 and going to be 24. And then 11 and a half years later, after my diagnosis, my husband's diagnosed with non-Hodges lymphoma at 43 and a half. Wow. And at 45, he dies of fungal pneumonia. Wow. Wow. It was crazy. That was even like that again was terrifying because here I was with two girls he was the breadwinner. I had stopped working, you know, taking care of the kids. And I'm like, both their parents had cancer and I still didn't feel fantastic. You know, like I was still working on my health and on my emotional well-being. I'm de- was definitely not anywhere where I am today. But after he died, I was so physically, emotionally exhausted that I didn't think I could function. And so that was a huge wake up call too. It was like, I got to get my shit together for these girls and for myself. Right. No, I got to get strong and, and get healthy. And let's go back real quick to not taking the protocol that the doctor recommended. How did that come to play? Because I know (laughs) in our world of fertility doctors, oftentimes, especially now, people are so educated about what to do with their bodies, what drugs are out there. You know, there's so many books about this and that and the other. So how did you kind of advocate for yourself to say something so bold in that way? That is such a good question. I think that, um, you know, my, I was listening to my intuition and my instincts and I didn't do that very often, but at the time I was really scared and I really did want to have kids. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and my immune system was compromised all my life. So I thought chemo was really going to take me under, you know, I started to do a little research on it and I was scared about it. So, um, I thought radiation was the little, was the better way to go, even though it's not great either, but, um, it was an early stage too. So that one doctor that I talked to about the emotional well-being, he's like, it's an early stage. Let's get your, let's get you back on track, emotionally stronger, you know, getting back in the fighting mode. Um, and I think that conversation also made me tap back into, you know, maybe this isn't as scary as it as the other doctors are saying it is because it's so early. Right. Well, thank God that it was. I got lucky. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I got really lucky. I mean, I do believe, I mean, I've always believed this since I was a kid, you know, when you do listen to your instincts, we know, we know the answer to that, right. Is you usually you're hundred percent right. I mean, but we just get off track and we have all these other people telling us it should be another way when we know what's right for us. So I don't always listen to them, but when I do, I'm like, thank God. Yeah, it's so easy to get caught up into 
you know, sidetracked from our intuition, I feel like, especially when we're going through a crisis, right? It, it becomes, you know, exacerbated as to the noise around us in order to really hone in on what what we know is right for our bodies, not necessarily what's right for everybody, right? It, it, It really makes a difference. So is that when you started to find healing in other ways and alternative ways to heal your body through food and everything else? I mean, the cancer really got me on that track. I started juicing and eating vegan, even though I wasn't a healthy one, but just, you know, and and then doing yoga, I started doing colonics, going to see a naturopath. So I started on that road. I had moved from New York to LA. So it was great because LA was a perfect, you know, breeding ground for all that stuff as you know. So, but after, then I didn't really stick with it while I had kids and, you know, the years later, but when my husband passed away, I was like, oh my God, now I went back to school. I got certified in Eastern and Western nutrition. And I took all these Chinese medicine classes and Ayurvedic and supplements and even trauma work. Um, It was two years worth of program that I just wanted to do for me. I wasn't planning on being a nutritionist or, you know, going down this road at all. I just was like, you know, I really need to learn what it, what it's going to take to get me back on track. And I, you know, that was my intuition too. It was just kind of like, okay, let's do this. And then, then I become a nutritionist and absolutely adore what I do and a little obsessed with it, but um, I got, you know, I got lucky. So that then I really dove into it and I started seeing functional integrative doctors. Um, I started, you know, just getting to the root cause of what was going on with me because there was so much going on with me. Like I said, you know, with the hypo and the Hashimoto's that took four years to get diagnosed, you know, after, I mean, I know I see a lot of fertility girls who, you know, now people are like really on it with the thyroid and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. that was something that no one paid attention to, right? I know. And it's actually amazes me even now when I see clients that come to me with their thyroid off and I'm like, why would, you know, that's the first thing they need to be checking that and your vitamin D. Right. And then let's, let's talk from there. But no one was talking about that stuff. Yeah. Even vitamin D, they weren't talking about that. Right. Right. And I think to your, you know, Epstein-Barr and there's all these other kind of things that a lot of us women who really hit the ground running from noon to night and then some, we just think that being fatigued is normal and feeling crappy, like you said earlier, was normal. And sometimes it's hard to see the forest from the trees to realize something really is wrong, right? It's not just I'm burning the candle. It's, you know, something underlying that needs to be addressed. And often I think the food that we eat really either amplifies that or can heal it in one way or the other. Where do you see the most kind of success, I guess, with turning things around for people? Is it through juicing? Is it through, you know, eating, like switching their whole diet, like you said, to vegan or whatever? Is it baby steps? Tell us a little bit about that, where you see success with people. Well, I've had really a lot of fun because I have a soup cleanse that I cook and deliver to about 70, 75 people in LA every week. And soup cleanse means um, soups and salads, organic, unique, prepared with love is the acronym for the soup cleanse. There's a tonic, there's a homemade super seed bar, there's a vegan broth, there's a 
big salad every day, a different one plant-based with different dressings and fermented veggies in the afternoon, different soups for dinner, and then different lattes for nighttime. Yeah. Then I give digestive enzymes. I give um, magnesium before they go to bed, you know, just I, it's five days. We deliver twice. It's fresh. It's so delicious. Cause I'm a foodie. I just have to, it has to, everything has to taste good. And I have been doing this for seven years. I just finished my seventh year. So I get to see how people change in just five days. Wow. I mean, taking sugar, gluten, dairy, processed food out of their diet. They're different people. Their digestive system's better. They sleep better. Their skin even gets better. They're eating a lot of food, you know, plant-based. You have to eat a lot of food for the calories count. Um, and they are, and they're losing weight and they're like, oh my God, I'm eating so much food. I can't believe, you know, that I'm actually losing weight. And it's, it, you know, you can reset your body in five days easily by taking those bad things out. So I've seen the most success with that. I'm a flexitarian. I eat everything. So I love I that. Don't I've never dairy. heard that before. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I don't eat dairy as often as I can. I, I mean, who doesn't love dairy, right? It does. It doesn't agree with me. And I try to watch my sugar, you know, and gluten is not the greatest because I had celiac and stuff. But so I know when I do eat it, I know what to do to get me back on track. But um, but I do eat animal protein is probably what I was trying to say. I think, you know, at my age, I think we need the amino acids to rebuild tissue and muscle and really be the best we can be. So I think we can only really get that from an animal protein, not I'm 80% plant-based and 20% animal protein, I would say. So, Which I love because I think people think they have to go extreme one way or the other in order to be healthy. And that's not necessarily true. And also honing back into your intuition, what is good for my body, right? A, a vegetarian vegan diet may be great for the next person, but I know for myself the same, you know, once I have that red meat, I feel so grounded. I feel so much better. My bowels are moving better, all the things. Um, and I think there's, there is healthy red meat out there now too. So it's not like yeah. what we assume in the old days that you're going to have high cholesterol and you're going to have all these issues. That's not necessarily yeah. so. I mean, because what's happened these days, just in, you know, the red meat world or, um, are the, the, uh, beyond burgers and possible burgers, you know, versus if you aren't vegan versus a grass fed burger, I mean, that, you know, that grass fed burger is far superior than the beyond or the impossible burger with all those chemicals and crap in it, you know, a hundred percent. That's what's really been interesting. And I know the, the health world has exploded the amount of products that are out there that are gluten-free and, you know, low sugar or low fat or that have so many chemicals in them has been crazy. And people really don't know, you know, how to decipher between what's good and not And the supplement market is a trillion dollar business. And, you know, superfoods, it's like, we are onslaughted and it is a little bit scary. You know, it's sad because it's almost it's overload. Right. And it's really about going back to the basics. It really it truly simple, is. Right. Yes. And I, we, we almost have too many options now. Right. And that's where we get derailed. If we just, if we only had X amount of really good options and we'd, yeah. we wouldn't have this issue. So no. laming all those things that you just named, the supplements, the, the different foods and everything, where do you think the mindset and kind of your subconscious 
mind plays a role into healing and your health and all of those things in your day to day? I love this subject. <laughs> I think well, right now more so than the food and the supplements and all that. But, um, you know, about three years ago, I was having a little bit of insomnia. I know that something was going on emotionally for me that I couldn't really come to terms with. And the insomnia was forcing me to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. And I tried, I've never gone through anything. And I think that was worse than the cancer diagnosis and all that. I couldn't figure out how to get myself to sleep some nights. And if people can relate to that, it's, it is painful. You know, awful. Yes. yes. So I decided to do a mushroom journey, you know, with a shaman, the medicinal mushrooms, amazing Not reishi or chaga or anything. It's, you know, the psychedelic mushrooms yeah. to kind of go into my sub, not kind of to go into my subconscious and really see what was bothering me and what I need to let go of. And all these stories that we tell ourselves that are not so true. A lot of the times, you know, we run with these stories and right. We, Just like you, you mentioned I, earlier about being a sickly kid, right? How that program is in your subconscious from that moment on. Totally. Because you and I operate 90, 90 for 90 to 95% of our, out of our subconscious. What always blows my mind. We're 5% conscious. You know, you're kind of yes. like, what does that really make sense? <laughs> but, um, the the first journey was the most incredible thing I've ever done. I mean, I got to see, I mean, I always thought I was always looking over my shoulder when the next ailment or illness was going to happen. I was living in a fear-based mode of things going wrong. My girls were going to get sick, you know, all of that stuff. And on the journey, the mushrooms kind of take you and show you what's possible or what's, you know, what the truth is. And I, and that journey, I saw that everything was going to be okay, that I could finally relax and take a big exhale. Um, yes, shit was going to happen, but overall it sounds so woo woo. I know, but the, that the universe I'm into had it. my back. Yes. You know, and that I got to see that my girls were going to be fine. They're strong and resilient and, you know, sometimes you just don't tap into those things. And then I also got to see some of this stuff that was, you know, causing me not to sleep and causing me not to fully heal my Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, um, you know, using my voice and really, really being seen, all of those things, you know, just, and I did about four after that as well. And it, it changed my, it just totally changed my viewpoint on life, my viewpoint on health. And when you start to love yourself and own who you are and really like honor who you are, all your flaws, you know, all of it, it is like the most incredible gift you could give yourself because you're, mean, just, you're, you're, you go into a parasympathetic nervous system more. So, you know, you get to calm your central nervous system down us women who are go, go, go. And, you know, overachievers, and trying to get everything accomplished in our life when we never actually will, you know, to the point I think that we we want to, we're just in a fight or flight mode. And it it just, it doesn't do anything good for the body, for aging, all of those things. Right. And it's all the time, you know? Yeah. It's, we're never in a place of recovery, you know, when we sleep. Because most of us, to your point, are not even sleeping, you know? So... Tell us a little bit about this mushroom journey. Like, was it over a weekend? Is it 
Are you yeah, it was, in the Amazon somewhere? Like I know what is, what's happening here. I wish, Let's talk about that. I wish it was legal because it's it's really fun to talk about. Because I mean, the clients that have done it, or people that I've talked to that have done it, it all of them say the same, sing the same tune about how mm. wonderful it has been and changed their perspective on life. Um, it was with a shaman, a private shaman. It was a it was it was kind of like a done with a blindfold on, you know, it was very much not outside, but it was very much internal, like uh-huh. looking at what was, you know, going on internally for me. I mean, after the first one, it was like, I felt like it was like 10 years of talk therapy right. had gone by, but, um, you know, it's, a, it's legal in Oregon and they're doing all these studies, as you know, about it. Um, I just think this, these, you know, these, plant medicines are so incredible in terms of just lowering down your inhibitions or your walls or tapping back into your heart. There's all these heart openers and really seeing what you want in life. Like truly, you know, we think we want one thing, but then when you viscerally feel what you really want, that's a whole different story. Right. Have you seen the documentary? I think it's the fantastic world of fungi, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, it is your, everything is aligned. Yeah. And energy is huge, you know? Um, And And I think it's so beautiful. And that's why I see so much success with my clients because we really do look at it from a mind, body, spirit perspective and everything goes together and, and bringing in that natural aspect of realizing that food can heal you. And even, I mean, obviously the mushrooms can kill you as well if you don't know what you're doing. But the point being is that there, the medicinal power of plant medicine is so amazing. If we could only tap into it and have people really know what they're doing with it and start using it more and more, which I think we're moving in that direction in different ways, but it's probably a slow process. But I appreciate you sharing that because it's sometimes when you're on a journey and where you feel like there's no end and, you know, it's so heavy on you, it's sometimes it takes looking outside the box and doing something a little bit different and extreme to say, okay, I've tried everything else. I've changed my lifestyle. I've changed my diet and it's still not working. What else is going on internally that may be blocking me? You know, is it some subconscious belief that I have around X, Y, Z that's causing this or whatnot? Yeah, it is. I mean, I just have to say that it probably is the best gift that I could have, like I said, give to myself, but also give to my girls because, mm-hmm. you know, I got to see how hard they are on themselves, how much of a, you know, they followed in my footsteps. They're overachievers driving themselves into the ground, all that stuff. So, you know, I can hopefully be there to be a spokesperson or just guide for them and me slowing down and, you know, also being able to give that advice in regards to you don't really need to have to achieve to that level to feel good about yourself. You're already good enough yes. um, to give them that, you know, chance to exhale too. And food does play a huge role in the emotional, as you know, in the brain and, you know, just how we feel in regards to that is huge. I mean, you know, when you're eating inflammatory foods and sugar and all this crappy stuff that doesn't, you can't, you can't really digest and your body doesn't really know what to do with, with all the chemicals that just sends your body into a whole different stratosphere as well. Yeah. I mean, when you mentioned your five day 
soup cleanse. It just sounds amazing. Like sign me up. I want to do that (laughs) because it doesn't take a lot, but sometimes because we're so busy, if it's handed to you, like, here you go, you don't have to do anything and just kind of relax into it and trust the process that your body is healing through these foods and eliminating other foods. It's such a good feeling. I know. There are a couple of things. I mean, after when I, who actually helped me go into remission for Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism is, um, and celiac is the medical medium. Oh, I love him. I know. So I did personally work with him uh, for a while. Then I became part of his practitioner group. He had this practitioner group for like a year and a half and it was so fun. I mean, I don't believe in everything he says and does, but it was so cool to see a whole different perspective. That was like four years ago, you know, yeah. or three yeah. four years ago. No one was talking about lowering viral loads or talking really about Epstein-Barr. Um, no one was really talking about, I mean, celery juice was interesting because, you know, it doesn't just like lower, like he says, detox the liver, rebuild your hydrochloric acid. But what it does is it hydrates you. And I think that people didn't realize what an intracellular dehydration epidemic we have. Mm-hmm. We have, we drink this water, we pee it out and we're not absorbing it. So our bodies aren't functioning very well in detoxing and cleansing because they're so dehydrated. Animal protein dehydrates you, you know, dairy, synthetic drugs, you know, all that sugar, all that stuff. So caffeine, of course, but he celery juice is full of minerals. So what it was doing for people was it was lowering inflammation in their intestines. Plus it was hydrating them. So they never felt better. Now the celery juice wasn't good for everybody, you know, but some of the people that were just swearing by it, um, it was because of, it was the hydration part and also lowering those pathogens in their intestines and their gut. Cause that's huge, you know, gut issues and all yeah, these, all these microbials and viruses and, you know, bacteria right. we're getting. So I got into his stuff after I had SIBO and trying to recover from that. And I, I felt like his books were like Bible to me. I was yeah. sending them to everyone I knew, like, <laughs> you have to read this. This is amazing. Um, but really too. such a good perspective on things, obviously, from a spiritual side too, right? Yeah. Kind of trusting yeah. his journey and, and the advice that he's giving. But to yeah. this day, you know, I feel like I look at eggs differently and all the things that <laughs> um, that he talks about. So what Same. a cool experience to be able to yeah. work with him. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think what was so powerful about it was again, like I maybe said at the beginning is when I work with clients, I am only interested in getting to the root cause of why they are where, where they're at today. You know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, what's what's going on, you know? And when you do start to dig in there, you always find the answer. Oh, yeah. you know, you always get to the root cause. And even sometimes on an hour call with a Zoom call with a client, we will get to the answer in that hour call. And they'll actually end up telling me what, why they're, where they're at, at the end of the call, you're like, oh my God, see, you, you already know, and you already have all the power, you yes. know, to know. We just happened. help them facilitate getting there, right? Some, yeah. Sometimes you just need someone to hold your hand through the process to, yeah. to have that awareness that's already within you, which I think is so beautiful. And most people know how to eat too, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, not everyone, I mean, not everyone was brought up, you know, with real food, of course, 
But, um, but when you really, you know, your instincts and your intuition really know that you should be eating, you know, less processed food and more real food and vegetables and fruits and, you know, just cleaner animal protein or, but, you know, they, you know, when you ask people those questions, they, they do know, but I think that, you know, our life just gets in the way and we ended up, we end up making decisions because we're not following our instincts and intuition. So yeah. That's and we're so busy, you know, mm-hmm. again, if somebody could plate it up for me every day, it's one thing, but to, yeah. when you're living a busy life, it's sometimes hard to do that, but you, you, your body feels better too. I think that's what I love when I hear people say I went gluten-free, dairy-free, and they really notice the difference, right? That's the yeah. best. When you don't notice the difference, that's when you're like, oh, darn it. You know, what else is, is there something in something I'm eating that's causing me to not feel great? But there's nothing better when their light bulb moment goes off to say, oh, okay, this is why I feel crappy every day, you know? And yeah. that's easy because then you can eliminate it. And to your point earlier, if you do eat something, you know what your consequence is going to be, right? Yeah. You know you're going to feel crappy if you eat it, but at least you yeah. know what you're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any advice for our listeners? I, I mean, I feel like a couple. One thing that came up a couple times was you're good enough, which I think is you know such a good message for all of us to hear all the time, and you know plaster it on your computer, wherever it is, you need to see it every day. But aside from that takeaway, what, what would you say to somebody who's kind of going through a darker time in their life right now and, and struggling through something? I mean, I would definitely say, you know, this will pass. We know, mm-hmm. you know, just at this moment, we're in a bad place or it's a hiccup within, you know, our health and, um, that it will pass. I mean, don't ever give up on yourself. I think that was something that was instilled in me as a kid. Um, and maybe it's also my sign as an Aries, you know, I just, I'm never going to give up on, you know, even when times get so tough and they do lots of times still. So that's been huge. Just don't ever give up on yourself. And if you do, I have a mantra that I say that just kind of calms me down and gets me back in my body. Cause I'm Aries is are very out of body. As, I'm know. an Aries as well. So okay. you're talking to one you, of your own. You can relate, right? We're yes. just like, you know, um, so I say, all I need is love, but all I need is love means all I need is love for me. I don't yeah. need love or out, you know, anything from the outside. Just yes. if I do, that was so powerful. Cause I, I didn't learn that till I was 58 that I really needed to love myself or wanted to love myself. Um, That is just huge. Everything changed for me in that moment. Um, It's just, we don't, every client that I ask, do you love yourself? They say no. Yeah. We're just not taught that. We Mm -hmm. think that loving ourselves is like a, you know, an ego thing, or we're, you know, we're going to get into this place where we're too good or, you know, it's, it's so not, it's so crucial Mm -hmm. to everything that we do in our world. And to also send love out to others, you don't actually have to personally say it, but energetically sending love. I send love to my clients and my cleansers. And, you know, it's like we were talking about with the mushrooms, it's energy. They can feel it. I put love in my food. I'm Reiki certified. So I'm always like, okay, just bless this food that they'll get this love and nurturing and nourishment. Yeah. Um, 
And I would say, we, you know, go ahead. Sorry, we put our bodies through so much, no matter what it may be, to just circle back to our body and give it love and and say I love you is so huge. I think one of the things that I say to my clients, we someone who's going through fertility often gets blood work done sometimes every other day. You know, it's crazy. And I always I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Every time you're, you know, poking yourself or you're doing something in that regard, just to remind yourself that you're, you're doing this for not to inflict pain, right? But that reminding your body, I love you. And thank you for everything that you're doing to help me get through this moment, right? To get up on our feet every day or be able to see the sunshine or whatever it may be. Just sending love and gratitude is so easy, but we often forget. Yeah, that is a big thing that you think that wouldn't be forgotten, you know, but we take care of everybody else, but we don't take care of ourselves, you know, so, and then also I just have noticed huge changes in people when they just really hydrate themselves, like fully, like with minerals, you know, I mean, there are all these IV powders with sodium in them, electrolyte drinks, and I don't love those, but you know, if you put like minerals in your water, like is there any that you recommend? There's a few, I mean, BLK makes one that's a, you know, has full vein humic and lots of the potassium, magnesium, all the minerals are what help water go into your cells that fully hydrate you. So you're not going to just pee out the water. So BLK makes one and body ecology. Do you know them? Yes. Body ecology and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donna Gates. Yeah. She makes a great one that I actually personally take every day. Um, that's huge, you know, for your gut and for your hydration, I do a hydrating powder called Ultima Replenisher, but I, but it's sweetened with stevia. So I dilute it like crazy because it's too much stevia. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've been using it for 10 years, lifesaver in terms of yeah. just energy and, you know, just making motility work and, you know, That's just the one I use too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love it too. That. And then I'm a green juice girl. Ever since I had cancer, I started juicing and I still do green juices quite frequently. And I feel I don't put any fruit in my juices at all. No apple, no beets, no carrots in terms of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very careful with that, but I feel like that has been like, I get vitamins and minerals in, you know, through my bloodstream and into my cells. And I just think it's like, again, lowering inflammation in the gut and again, hydration. And it's just, it's amazing. We're supposed to get eight to 10 cups of vegetables a day. And that's an easy way to do it or just throw them in a blender too. You could easily do, you know, celery, cucumber, romaine, stuff it, lemon in a blender. Yeah. And it could be just as good. Right. And, and easier for a lot of people than, than cooking all those vegetables and, and yeah. Yeah. Or eating them in a salad. Well, where can everyone find you? So I am on Instagram, uh, Alyssa Goodman, and also alyssagoodman.com is my website. So I send out a lot of, I send out a newsletter every Tuesday with a health tip and a recipe. And then, um, yeah, then I do a lot of information on Instagram too. So much to my demise. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. That part of it's hard for me. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> At my age. I agree. Well, you're doing great and we love your content and it's so helpful to everyone. So it's such a great service that you provide by being there. So I think keeping that in mind as you're doing it, that you are touching you know. so many lives as you're sharing that information. So thank you very much for, for not only that, but for showing up today and talking with us. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and Thank you again for all your insight and wisdom. Well, thank you for having me on your show. It's always an honor and a pleasure to tell my story and to help one person. It's it's kind of intoxicating, you know? Yes, <laughs> I know. And I know that you will be. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the Pretty Little Tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit ElizabethKing.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit ElizabethKing.com backslash Pretty Little Tribe podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.